Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Coexistence and the belief that everyone's God is the same is one step nearer to one world religion. When such theology is encouraged, people can be misled from the one true Messiah. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The road to the Father is narrow. Don't let anyone fool you into thinking it's a wide open path. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 10th, 2019. John 14, 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's pretty exclusive, isn't it? The road is pretty narrow, isn't it? I'm sorry if I'm yelling. Jesus did not say that he is a truth, a way, a life. No. The truth. The truth. Here's a question. How can people be so gullible as to believe that the world's religions can coexist? Here's an answer. When one rejects the truth, the truth, they will believe the lie. And as such, they'll be condemned and perish against the will of of a loving God who does not want anyone to perish, but everyone to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Listen to what Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica in his second epistle, chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. He says, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all, listen, unrighteous deception among those who perish. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion. Another translation renders it a powerful delusion, deception, that they should believe 
the light that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But God. But God in John 3, 16 through 18, so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe Can I say the truth, but instead has believed the lie, is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The name, the name, the name. Why do I highlight and emphasize that? Because Allah is the name. You know what's really sad? If you got an Arabic Bible and you could read Arabic, the word God is translated Allah. In other words, God, the title, not the name. That's the title. So very subtly, very satanically, it has deceived people into believing that Allah is synonymous with God. When I was growing up as a little boy, my mom innocently used to pronounce what I believe is the Arabic version of the Aaronic blessing in Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And God tells Moses to command Aaron to pronounce this blessing upon them. And then he says this, I have put my name, name upon them. We talked about this and again, we'll maybe talk about this again yet future. But she would pronounce this blessing of God and bless her heart. She didn't know any better, but she would say in Arabic, Ism Allah Alik. The name of Allah, she thought was God. The name of God be upon you. It's the highest blessing you can pronounce on anyone. The name of God be upon you. Because the name of God is the nature of God. See? So I changed it. She's with the Lord now. Been many, many years since she went home to be with the Lord, but I changed it to Isim Yasua Alek. The name of Jesus be upon you. So why do I mention that? Because Allah is not the same as Jehovah. We cannot 
join hands with someone, embrace someone, even pray with someone who doesn't worship the true and living God. There are those who argue that, well, the Pope is just trying to build bridges. Okay, here's where I'm going with all this. Instead of coexisting with the Muslim, we're to be reaching out to the Muslim with the good news of salvation for the Muslim. What if I told you that Muslims in the Middle East today, by the multitudes, are seeking Jesus and finding Jesus by the multitudes. You know, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't say this to shame us. If I do, maybe it's a sanctified shaming, and I include myself in that sanctified shaming, but they'll put us to shame their worship services. I realize that we're not likely to hear about this on our news feeds. But the truth of the matter is, Muslims are coming out of Islam, and they're coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. On Monday, I read a most interesting article published in the Christian Post about Syrian Muslims who are finding Jesus after witnessing the brutality of Islamic groups like ISIS, Syria, in Syria. You know, this is the thing, when we talk about the prophetic significance of Syria in Isaiah 17, I think one of the things that's lost is that these are people, man. These are fathers and mothers and sisters and brothers and uncles and aunties. and These are people. These are my people. I tell you, you've never been so humbled as to watch a former Muslim worship the Lord. I was thinking in Isaiah 19, another prophecy, not about Syria, but about Egypt. God calls the Egyptians, who, by the way, come to Christ. In the end, he calls the Egyptians, my people, the Egyptians. God loves the Muslim. Jesus died for the Syrian, for the Egyptian, for the Arab people. He loves the Arab people. So in this story, published in the Christian Post, they Talk about a guy by the name of Farhad Jassim. He's 23 years old. He works as a mechanic, and he converted to Christianity late last year. He was jailed by ISIS for six months in early 2016 after the militants discovered he didn't know the basics of Islam. (laughs) During his time in captivity, he was tortured and forced to read the Quran. He said, listen to this, It didn't take me long to discover that Christianity was the religion I was searching for. I don't want to be a Muslim anymore. Their God is not my God. It's testimonies like this from Farhad Jassim and the multitudes like him that are one of the main reasons we do these updates and end with the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ. By the way, in the book of Acts, we're told that there is no other name given among men 
whereby we must be saved. The name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I uh, found online the text of the agreement that was signed by uh, the Pope calling for peace. And uh, it was kind of a tough read, but I did a search, and I searched the name Jesus in that document. And not one time did I find the name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, mentioned even one time. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news that Jesus Christ came, he was crucified, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day, and he's coming back one day. Good news. Your debt has been paid in full. You're free to go. Good news. That's what the word gospel means. What debt? Oh, you didn't know? (laughs) Oh, maybe you need to know the bad news first. Don't you hate it when somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I got good news and I got bad news. What do you want to hear first? To which I like to respond, get thee behind me, Satan. I do not want any bad news. I'll take the good news. But no, sometimes we need the bad news first, because the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. I know that's not proper English. Please don't email me. Bad news is we've all been sentenced to death for all eternity because of our sin. That's the bad news. And the good news is, is that Jesus paid yours and my death penalty in our stead with his blood shed. That's the good news. It's also why we do the ABCs of salvation at the end of our updates, not to insult anyone's intelligence, rather to provide a simple childlike explanation of how to be saved. I know for me, 37 years ago now, it had to be simple. If it were complicated, I wonder whether I would have come to Christ or not. First of all, I, because of my lifestyle, had damaged a lot of my brain from all the drugs and the drinking and the partying. When I got saved, my brain was so damaged, I could not form an intelligible sentence. That's how brain damaged I was. In fact, when I went out and bought a Bible, I could not, no way, understand the King James So I bought a good news Bible that had a limited vocabulary in plain English. And even that was a stretch for me and a challenge for me. Those are some big words, you know, (laughs) in there. It has to be simple. It has to be easy. So I want to share with you an email that I received from an online member in South Africa by the name of Lizelle. She says, I am an art teacher and work with kids from the age of 11 to 18. My husband and I belong to the Gideons, and we have been serving for 14 years. I love the ABCs of salvation and started to use it. On Friday, we had a terrible tragedy in our area. I don't know if you heard about this. The bridge or walkway at a local high school collapsed and fell on some kids. Four of them lost their lives. They were stuck under a big piece of concrete. When I heard the news, I cried like a baby. 
I know so many children in that school. We also did not get the opportunity to bring Bibles to those kids. I prayed. We all prayed. But then I realized again how short life is and that now more than ever is a time to take action. Today, Monday, which was this last Monday the 4th, we went to another school and for the first time I shared the ABCs of salvation to the entire group. Thank you for the simple ABCs. We still have to go to the school where the tragedy happened. Please pray with us. Please also pray for the children and parents of that school. As many as 30 kids were injured, and about 18 of them are still critical. This is in South Africa. Please pray as the Lord puts that on your heart. What are the ABCs of salvation? The A is for admit or acknowledge that you sinned against God and that you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says that there is no one righteous, not even one. You know the common answer you get when you ask somebody or try to share the gospel with somebody, the common response is, well, I'm a good person. And you can say to them when they respond like that, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you're a good person and you have a good heart, but you can never be good enough. There is no one that is righteous meeting that perfect standard of God's righteousness. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We've all missed the mark of God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23, I love this verse because it packages the aforementioned bad news first, then offers the good news. The bad news, the wages of sin is death. That's the death penalty. That's the bad news. And that is bad news. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you are saved through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, where you earn it, lest you boast about it. I heard someone humorously quipped that if we could get to heaven by earning our way there, and it wouldn't be heaven anymore, because could you imagine you're up there? Hey, you know what I did to get here? (laughs) Well, yeah, that's nothing. You know what I did? (laughs) That's the other place, I think, that uh, (laughs) they will go to. Not heaven. No one's going to boast. Nobody's going to be able to say, this is what I did. It's not anything I do. It's what he's already done. I owed a debt I could not pay as we sing. He paid a debt he did not owe. And that is the good news. Now think about this as a gift. You don't pay for a gift, right? If you have to pay for it, then it's no longer a gift. And what do we know to be true about gifts? Again, I I hope this is not an oversimplification. I do not intend in any way to 
insult anybody's intelligence, but a gift is given and a gift is received. But somebody had to pay for that gift, right? Jesus paid for that in full. And it cost him everything. And he offers this gift of eternal life, free. Oh, come on, there's no such thing as a free lunch. I don't know about a free lunch, but there is such a thing as the free gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus. That's the A. Here's the B. The B is for believing your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead. Listen to the specificity of this. You will, will be saved. Not shall even. Shall is not definite, will is. You know, in covenants, the parties shall? No. The jury's out on whether or not the parties shall, because if they do not then they break the covenant. No, it's not shall. It's will. It's will. And lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, I like to see this as, this is how you seal the deal. This is what you do to seal the deal. And I want you to notice this word again, all. All have sinned? Yeah. But all who call upon the name of the Lord will, will be saved. If you're here today, and I make no assumptions, I only see the outward appearance. God sees the heart. God knows every heart of everyone. God sees your heart, and God knows your heart. If you have never called upon the name of the Lord, I am pleading with you to not put off the most important decision in your life for eternal life. You might be watching online from somewhere in the Middle East. I know we have a lot of um, views from the Middle East, Saudi Arabia and Syria even, Iraq, Egypt, Jordan, Israel even. And maybe you're a Muslim, and what you heard today really made sense. And God really spoke to your heart. I would implore you and encourage you, even plead with you, to call upon the name of Jesus, Jesus, believing in your heart, acknowledging your sin, trusting in Him to be saved. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.